Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's the most frightful time of year on this haunted Halloween edition of Tennis Channel Live. After another day of tricks and treats at the WTA Finals, we'll show you which three semifinalists monster mashed their way into the knockout round in Shenzhen. The battle for the last spot at the ATP Finals had some chilling twists. Which one of these four men would cast a spell and make it to London? And as Rafa and Novak continue on a collision course in Paris, our tennis channel goblins create some ghoulish Halloween looks for your favorite stars. We're having a spooky good time on Tennis Channel Live. Is that a spooky Cater Nooney there? He's, he's not a spooky guy. That's a, a French word for pumpkin I just learned is citrouille. Happy Halloween, everybody. TC Live is on the air. Paris and Shenzhen underway as we join you for our post-game coverage inside the Rocket Tennis Channel studios with Tracy Austin and Jimmy Arias. I'm Brett Haber. So disappointed that Officer Naughty is not back in 2019. What happened? No, that's just a one-time deal. Really? A one-time deal. Even but you know what, Brett? Enough about Halloween. I want to congratulate you on the Nats' victory. When we saw you last, he was leaving to go watch Game 7, and you were so nervous. I had nothing to do with it, but I am really happy, as is all of Greater Washington, so thank you for that. Did you uh, lose faith when they were down two runs? I never lost faith. They've been coming back in every single game, but this is not a baseball post-game no, show. Sorry. This is a tennis post-game show. But it's a big moment. Show. It is for D.C., uh, but we want to keep everybody up to date on the race to London, because that's a big deal. And we started the day with four people who were still alive for that final spot, with Demonor losing and Vavrinka losing. Now we're down to two, guys. It's really incredible. Berrettini just has to sit on the sidelines and wait already out of the tournament. And Gilmore Feast, it's in his hands now. He could it's win. one match. It's one match. One match. Tomorrow's match decides who's in. It's a, such a simple scenario. Yeah, Even we can incredible. understand it. If Monfils wins his quarterfinal tomorrow, he's in. If he loses, Berrettini is in. How, how much clearer could it be? Well, we rarely see that in tennis. It's you win the match, and you're not worried about anything else. All right, Pretty so cool. let's rewind to a little earlier in Paris as world number one Novak Djokovic played today against the Brit Kyle Edmund, Jimmy. First set was pretty important, pretty pivotal in this match. As you'll see, this is a set point in the tie break for Djokovic, but it's saved by Kyle Edmund. But on the third set point in the tie break, Djokovic finds a little piece of the line. He gets the first set in a tie break, and the second set went much more quickly. And you can see some pretty aggressive returning from Djokovic. There's a huge foreign return, a huge backhand return, back-to-back -back winners, and looked pretty good as time went on. 50th win of the year for Novak, his eighth Paris quarterfinal. Talked after the match about feeling better in set two. Second set was the best set I've played so far in the tournament. Uh, finished off with a winner, finished off with an amazing return game. So, of course, the sensation is very positive. And um, I'm, I'm convinced um, that, that um, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction so that, that tomorrow will be even better. 
Voice starting to sound a little better as well. There's Rafa with his pre-match jumping, getting ready to take on fellow former Slam winner Stan Wawrinka. Stan beat him in Paris a couple years ago. Not today, Tracy. Not today. Rafa got the break in the third game. He was ultra-aggressive, had no problems with his serve. And in the second set, it continued in the same vein. Look at the shot-making here and the quick movement from Rafa. The little flick across the court. It was tough for Stan to get winners because Rafa obviously so quick about the court and great anticipation and execution. He was pumped up. He knows that Stan can get dangerous. And quite frankly, the last couple of games, Stan went away. He didn't win but a couple of points. And Rafa looked sharp and sharper as the match wore on. Would you believe this is the 82nd time that Rafa has made the quarters or better at a Masters 1000 event. Of course, he's won 35 of them, which is more than anyone in history. And so Rafa moves on to the quarters. Djokovic still alive as well. And as those two top players in the world play today, Jimmy, uh, who looked better? Give him a grade for today. I mean, I think both of them probably had a B right now. They hmm. started to get better as the match went on. They both liked the way they finished in the second set. So they're building, aren't they, to a possible clash in the number one ranking on the line type of thing in the next few days. Yeah, I think Novak looked so good in the second set and kind of iffy in the first set. He said his ground strokes weren't that good. He wasn't feeling comfortable. He's feeling better physically. His serve got him through that tie break. But as you said, they finished. And that's what champions do is they build their way into a tournament. Rafa's never won this title. He made one final. It was all the way back in 2007, 12 years ago. Jimmy, why is he not as devastating indoors as he is outdoors? Well, generally indoors, the ball bounces a little low. And he gets the most work out of that heavy forehand bouncing up high to players' backhands. You can't get to that spot with him because now it's a little lower. He has, I, I'm going to ask Tracy actually, not struggling at all on his serve no. in two matches. He's using that Is he slice. Just, yeah, he's just sliding them out wide. And that eventually that's not going to work as well against Djokovic. No, Djokovic not, is going to take it early and take care of it. But against Stan, it worked beautifully. I think one other element is that the courts are usually a little faster. And mm -hmm. so with that low bounce, doesn't help his spin. But the balls also stay down lower. And he's got big back swings. Rafa, 2-0 now as a married man. He hasn't lost, in fact, since the Wimbledon semifinals. It's a 13-match win streak overall. Mm -hmm for Rafa. Let's go a little bit earlier in the day in Paris. Sasha Zverev playing with the pressure off, having clinched his spot in the ATP Finals yesterday, taking on Denis Shapovalov. Shapovalov has really made a nice jump in his level of play in his game since he hired Mikhail Yuzhny as a coach. He he's always been a great ball striker, and he has amazing weapons, and you can see the anger from Zverev because He's not accustomed to being somewhat overpowered, but Shapovalov's now playing points. He's not just hitting shots. Before, there seemed to be no rhyme or reason. Now he seems to play the percentages a little bit more. Zverev managed to steal the second set. But the third set, it was right back to work for Shapovalov. Shapovalov's barely six feet tall, but he plays way bigger. His game comes with huge power off the ground. He's got very long arms. He's got the arms of a 6'5 guy on a 6-foot body. Said the 5'8 guy. Everybody must seem tall, right? <laughs> I thought that was mean. That was uncalled for. But it was, uh, it was accurate. Except I'm five now. Got to fight for every yes, inch. Mikhail Yuzhny looking on as Shapo takes out Zverev. Five breaks of serve for the Canadian. Saved 11 of the 13 break points that he faced. And what that result does is it sets the field in stone. 
not for London, but for Milan. These are the next-gen final players. And Shapovalov is in, and he says he's going to play. Yeah, and that's so exciting to see these guys play against each other in uh, in Milan. And we got to think of these guys playing so many times in the future. And it was Di Minaro actually had a chance, if he had won the title in Paris, to actually get to London. With that, now he's out, and he's going to play in Milan. Do you think Shapovalov is going to play Milan if he wins this title in Paris still? Or will he take a breather at that point? Well, let's just see. Let's he just... says he's going to play. Let's take the man at his word. Okay. okay. It, but I think for Shapovalov, think about what's happened since Eugenie's come on board. I think yeah. he's just constructing points better. He used to be just a hitter, a kind of a shot maker, and now he's thinking his way through, won his first title in, in yeah. Stockholm. So it's, it's starting to work. By the way, uh, Next Gen Finals in Milan live here on Tennis Channel starting next Tuesday. Jimmy will be part of the team calling that tournament. So let's set the stage for tomorrow in Paris, quarterfinal Friday at this Masters 1000. These are your four matches. Garin, Dimitrov, Djokovic, Tsitsipas, Monfils, Shapovalov, Rafa, and Sanga. Which one intrigues you, Tracy? I like, uh, I'm gonna go with Monfils because I wanna see if he takes that eighth spot. It's very exciting. It's in his hands. Berrettini's gonna be on the sideline just praying for uh, Shapovalov. Maybe he'll take him out to dinner if, if Shapo takes him out. Be a lot of excitement in Paris, won't there, with Monfils making it to the quarterfinals mm -hmm. and Sanga playing Nadal. The night session will be rocking in Paris. You got to mention Djokovic, Sissipas. That's an amazing quarterfinal. Difficult. One of the few possibly. guys who has a winning record against yeah. Djokovic is uh, Tsitsipas. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Coverage on Tennis Channel begins 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow from Paris-Bercy. Lots to get to on our post-game coverage this afternoon and evening. We'll show you what happens when the tennis world gets into the Halloween spirit. And we will head over to China where the WTA finals are heading to the final stage of the round. Robin, could Ash Barty clinch her spot in the semis and maybe player of the year at the same time? Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live and back to Shenzhen, China for day five of the WTA Finals. Last round robin matches for the red group. World number one, Ash Barty, trying to make the semis in her debut, taking on Petra Kvitova. Already up a break, 3-2 in the first set. And Ash Barty with a complete game, and she used it all today yes. to great effect. Too many mistakes from Kvitova. She always felt off balance. Barty just jerking her around with placement and slices, using the whole entire court. She actually made it look really easy. Finished off with a flourish. She is looking better and better each set that she plays. Barty now 54 and 12 for the year. Makes her eighth semifinal this year in just 15 events played. Way to go, Ash Barty, through the knockout round. Late singles match was Kiki Burton's member. She came in as an alternate, had a chance to make the semis against Belinda Bencic. Yeah, and it was Bencic who took that eighth spot away from her when she won Moscow. So Burton's maybe a little revenge. Serving for the first set. Miss Q on the drop shot. And Bencic, she is fired up. She's so excited to be here. And Burton's, you can see, start the wear and tear, even though she wins this point, is starting to get to her. 
not looking real good. And gets down on her knees. I mean, she has played eight weeks in a row, crossing the globe to try to get to Shenzhen. And she loses that first set, and you just feel like once she lost that first set and realized it was a whole couple of sets she had to win to win this title, the air kind of came out of the balloon. And Belinda Bencic even more pumped up. Bencic serving better. Boy, is she playing so well. Last year at this time, she was playing a couple of ITFs. It's incredible what a year. The doctor comes out, takes the blood pressure. She's not looking good, and she calls it quits. So sad. She gave it her best. She was the first alternate, remember. So uh, a hug and a handshake, and it's over for Burton's. Still, Belinda Bencic wins her 11th top 10 match of the year, most in tennis. So here we go. This is where we stand. Barty and Bencic are in from the red group, and it's pretty simple as far as the purple group tomorrow. Svitolina's already won the group, and the other semifinals will come from the Halep-Plishkova match. Halep and Plishkova are one and one each, and that's Halep has the head-to-head -head edge there. I think it's 7-3, and also with this court, it's very slow. It's low bouncing, and that's exactly what Plishkova does not want. Her serve is going to get diffused, usually so many aces. So I've got to give the edge to Halep in that match. At least we don't have to go to games and sets and count numbers. It's someone no wins, they're in the semis. No math to deal with in any way. Why, Tracy, do you think we've seen so many injuries? I think everybody at this stage is just that's... exhausted. It's a long season. They've really pushed through it so that we've had the injuries, we've had exhaustion, and it's everybody wanted to get there. Because, Brett, there's $4.7 million on the line for the winner if you, if you win. It's, it's incredible, the numbers. But maybe losing three of the top eight players in the last event of the year is a bit of an indictment on how long the season is, given how physical tennis is now. Just bear that in mind as we've had a bit of carnage in Shenzhen. Let's shift to the men once again, back to Paris. Alex Dimonor, Stefano Tsitsipas. This was a rematch, guys, of the final from the next-gen finals last year. And... Demon Arts had a great year, especially the end of the year. He started, he started great and he's ending great, but in, the one thing that you can do to Demon Arts if you're playing well is you can overpower him. And Sissy Poss in this match did just that. He was in control of the points, and he's a player, Sissy Poss, that outside of Roger Federer takes the forehand earlier and hits it more severe than almost anybody from that position in the court. And you can see it just took all the time away from Demon R and it was pretty comfortable really. Straight set, straight forward win for Sissipas. Did a great job with his second serve today as well. He won nine out of 11 points when his second serve went in. We want to use the UTR to look at our next match, Garin and Shardy. UTR says Shardy has the edge, Tracy, even though he's lower ranked. Yeah, he's been playing well. He came up with a big win the other day over Medvedev. Plays well indoors with a big serve, the big forehand. Garin has had a wonderful, wonderful year from Chile. We're going to go straight to the third set. It was Garin who got the mini break at the beginning. And Shardy hitting that early on the rise. He's been really feeding off the crowd. But three match points from Shardy. And in my opinion, he became a little too passive. Too short, just slicing the backhand. And Garin was more brave. Comes up with the ace. And now there's one more match point on the Frenchman's serve. And that was the missed opportunity. That forehand he should have drilled in the corner. Easy to say without the pressure sitting here. But he didn't go forward. And Green is able to hang on. And then when he gets his match point, 
Hockey plays with much more conviction. Tough loss for Jeremy Shardy, even though it was a fantastic week. So Gaudin makes his first Masters 1000 quarterfinal in his fourth ever main draw. He'll play Dimitrov in those quarterfinals. And of course, France was behind not that guy, Jan Lennart Struff, that guy, Joe Wilfried Sanga. Big match for him. It was, and it was a slow start for him as Struff looked in control of things. He was aggressive, he was coming in, he was hitting winners. He's played tremendously this year, Struff. And this match had a little bit of who's going to get in the top 32 in the world to end the year type thing where they'll be seated at the Australian Open. So it takes on a little extra significance. Somehow Sanga able to squeak out that second set. Third set went to a tie break. Struff closing in at 5-4 leading. And this he ends up 6-4 up. This is the first match point. I've seen this movie before. Yeah, we saw it just a minute ago. That, however, you can't blame Struth the way maybe yes. you blamed Shardy. That's just great stuff from Sanga. And this one you can maybe blame him a little bit. He got a little little chicken arm on the on that backhand pass. And and then this one is just unfortunate. It's up there for a long it's time up to there think for about. A long time. He's a little nervous. He had two match points. All that happened. So Sanga gets his match point. You're right, it looks a lot like the green finish, the exact same sort of point. First time in the last 11 Masters 1000s that Joe has played that he's made it as far as the quarterfinals. Much more to come on tonight's TC Live as Joe does his victory dance. Officer Naughty may not be here, but some <laughs> others are. She has asked us to get into the Halloween spirit, and we will. on TC Live, and because we have too much time on our hands and we love Halloween, here's our list of tennis player names with a little spooky twist. Who, who uh, thought of these? Well, Casper the Ghost Rude, that's just perfect with his name. That's, and then how about Benoit Scare? That's decent. Duty Salem, I think, is next level. I love Duty Salem, I love Yelena Ghostapenko. That's good, <laughs> I don't know that kids under a certain age will know who Boris Karloff Korlo no, was. Frankenstein, Wawrinka, that's good. So can I throw out a couple of extra ones that I extra thought credit. could have made? I thought Pablo Carreño Busta. Oh, oh yeah. that was a good one. I had uh, Alexander Bublik was in the same Federico Del Bonis. Oh, that's Anyone? good. Anyone? That's good. Anyone? <laughs> Dig it. Tommy Paul Bearer. Anyone? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, our graphic artists have too much time on their hands, so they, this, these potential Halloween costumes for some of our favorite players. Serena likes a cat suit to She's begin with, right? worn a cat suit a number of times. And now it's Catwoman. Uh, Federer as a magician with a little Swiss flag on his top he hat. He is the magician. Rabbit in the hat for Roger Federer. That's a Santoro copyright, but it, we kind of, yeah, won't sure. uh, split hairs over it. So that's a mutant ninja. ninja Rafa? That's a mutant ninja turtle Rafa? I'm not sure I got that. Spanish flag there in his hand. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is pretty obvious, right? This one's good, Gumby. I mean, this guy can put his foot, his heel on someone's shoulder. He is Gumby. He it's is. Amazing. He's worked so on it. perfect he's... for him. He doesn't even have to wear a costume. Just walk out there and he's Gumby. We've called him Gumby for 10 years. That's a huge right. compliment. That, that, that makes sense. Uh, uh, 
tip of the cap to our digital team, which uh, obviously didn't have any other graphics to produce this week. <laughs> if you'd like to see the full list, and there are a couple of others, go to our Tennis Channel uh, Facebook page or Twitter page. Here's some other Halloween-related posts on the social net today. Oh, this is from the Insta story of Coco Goff, who is what? She's training in costume, but what is she? Yeah. You know what? She's having fun. She's That's still a teenager. Time. She's having a good time. It's exactly Captain what America's she sort of shield. I buy it. Exactly what she should be doing. She played, uh, we were in Dallas a couple days ago. She played an exhibition with Christina McHale and Jim Carrier and Andy Roddick. She was having a blast. This is uh, the Bryan family, Bob and Michelle Bryan, and their kids having a Disney Halloween. That is special. Is that There's Disneyland Richie. Land Richie in the red. Gold. I love him. He is a... He's a dynamo. In the middle, it's Bobby Jr. And Michaela. And Michaela. Yep. The, uh, the, they are always having fun uh, during the And always well-dressed by uh, Michelle. And by the way, nice preview on Tennis.com for tomorrow's match in Shenzhen between Halep and Plushka. But this is important, Tracy. The winner advances, the loser goes home. Uh, uh, how do you see this? One? Written by Kale Hammond, mm -hmm. so player from Duke. I think that uh, this is going to go Halep's way. I think, again, I think because it's because the court is slower. She's had kind of a slow last three months. She's Her back was injured for a bit of time. She's happy to have Darren Cahill back mm -hmm. in the mix. I think he really helped her win that match against Andrescu. Um, but I think she wants to, you know, she wants to go out strong because it has been so difficult since Wimbledon. Everything she said was spot on, so I can't really well, argue does, with Does Pushkova have the power to hit through Halep's defenses? Because that's kind of the contrast is, of styles here, right? And it does depend a little bit on the court. So we're hearing that it's slow. We're obviously not in Shenzhen. So if it is as slow as everyone says, it's going to be difficult. Pushkova will have to play unbelievably well to hit through her. All right, 7-4 lead in the head-to-head -head for Halep over Pushkova. Which one of these shots will be our rocket shot of the day, an embarrassment of riches to choose from. Back in a moment. Time for our rocket shot of the day, and after much deliberation, it goes to Dennis Shapovalov against Sasha Zverev today. Near court, Dennis Shapovalov crushing forehands. Finally, a little change up with the drop shot. He's not a great volleyer, but he's a great athlete. He covered that cross-court volley tremendously well. Tried to get the crowd involved. Take another look, that's your rocket shot of the day. Good sponsor tag, Jimmy. We appreciate that. Uh, we do want to use the UTR, the Universal Tennis Rating, to look at one of our key matches tomorrow. We're going to use it to look at Alina Svitolina against Sophia Kennan. Yes, the young American gets in as the second alternate, Tracy, and UTR gives the edge to Sophia. This surprise you? It does surprise me. Svitolina's won both of her matches here in straight sets. She had a great U.S. Open getting to the semifinals. Kennan, obviously, she's won a few titles this year, so she's moved up to number 12 in the ranking. But I just think Svitolina has a better opportunity to win tomorrow. Kennan played last week in Zhuhai, and she's been here all week waiting to come in. As a second alternate, probably didn't think she would get in. She said she's been practicing in the morning, relaxing all afternoon, having a massage. I just think Svitolina's playing so well. She looks locked in and so focused, ready, ready to defend her it's title. It's a different match, though, this time, because there's nothing on it really for her. Except, Except 300 money. grand, Jimmy. Yeah, that's a true. lot I of guess money. there is something on it. So Svitolina doesn't feel the need to win, but she no. might feel the desire to win. Uh, just 
noted for the record that Jimmy Arias called three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> nothing. Drinks are on him tonight. Uh, one more look at the well. uh, feature matches tomorrow. <laughs> this is from both venues. First two matches in Shenzhen, last stage of the round robin, and then Paris below, guys. Yeah, amazing matches as you would expect at this time of the year. And Christian Green, Dimitrov, that's a match you wouldn't think of necessarily, but all the other ones you would. And remember, Stefano Tsitsipas, one of just six men, past or present, who's played Novak Djokovic more than once, who has a winning record against Novak Djokovic in history. What Beat is him that a couple, two one, I two think. Two and one. Yeah. Okay. Beat him a couple of weeks ago. Shanghai. All right, so coverage from Paris begins 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Coverage from Shenzhen begins at 6.30 a.m. Eastern. Until then, for Tracy Austin, Jimmy Arias, and our entire Tennis Channel crew around the world, I'm Brett Haber. We'll see you tomorrow with another full day of center court. Have a safe and happy Halloween, everybody.